I'm Kieran. And I'm Eve. This is Kitchen Table Cult. Where two quiverful escapees talk about our experiences in the cultish underbelly of the religious right. Hi, Eve. Oh my god, you're still alive. You are too. Wow. I know. <laughs> Hi, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to hear your voice again. How many centuries has it been? Like, at least two. Okay. It's been, it's been eons. It's, it's been ridiculous. We are living in homeschool time again. It is yeah. upsetting. Yeah, it is upsetting. I like escaped home so I wouldn't have to do this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I thought I left this part of my existence behind me, but here we are. And it like, I feel like it sucks more this time because I have had experience with like other people and having a social life and like going out and so now I know what I'm missing yeah yeah as a single person who had not had sex before (laughs) and as a single person who is quarantining with children after having had sex at some point in her life yeah I know what I'm missing now (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to, TMI, guys, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of exciting stuff happened since the last time we talked. You okay, moved, yeah, real. so I moved. I am living in a little cottage. It, it's a, so there's like this big mansion that's been turned into like 10 different apartments, and there's this little tiny house behind it. And that's where I live. Ah. And so I have, it's got two bedrooms, and they're both the size of like a dime. And the downstairs is actually, like, fairly spacious and nice. And the kitchen is great. And then I can have a garden. And this is why I live here. (laughs) (laughs) I won't tell you how much I'm paying for this. But if you live in any of the major cities, you would be so jealous at what I pay for rent. (laughs) So, um, and then my mom, she's a nurse. She got exposed to COVID at work. So she sent my two youngest siblings out to stay with me. They've been here for about two weeks now. They've been great. They're 13 and 15. It's been really fun having them around. Um, teenagers are great. We've been watching Buffy, and they sleep nice. until noon. And ah. they are so ADHD, they don't know how to put anything away after themselves, and it's really funny. <laughs> they, like, try, and then it's just, like, mid-motion. It gets interrupted. It's so funny. <laughs> um, Blanche loves the company. Um, so... Yeah, they came the day after I moved into this place. So I've been here. Wow. Yeah, just getting settled and nothing's is like some things are in back, but like my personal stuff is not. Like right. the kitchen the kitchen's good, we can use it, but like my bedroom, like I don't even know where it's what. And I've been teaching online, which I was doing before. And that's just gotten increasingly weird. Yeah. And what else has happened? I got baby chicks. One of oh, them. Oh, they were so cute. They are so cute. There were five. Now there are four. One of Aww. them. Well, chicks are really. I guess chickens are super dumb. It like tripped in the water dish and then didn't get up. Oh. So it, it drowned in the water dish. Aww. And I found it and I was like, I know how to do this. It was still like sort of trying to breathe. So I like did like chest palpitations and like coughed up a bunch of water and like Aww. like dried it off with the blow dryer real carefully and like put it under the heat lamp and it seemed like it was doing okay 
And that was like 10 o'clock at night when we found it. And like I slept in the closet with them <laughs> until like Aww. 5 a.m. And that's when it expired. Aww. So I literally buried a baby chick outside on Easter morning. <laughs> a little on the nose, even for me. <laughs> I did not plan to make blood sacrifices to Astara, <laughs> but here we are. Amazing. Um, yeah, what's been up with you? <laughs> I've been... Oh, wait, uh, sorry. Yeah. I also fought a flaming washing machine. Okay, I'm dead. Okay, we have to come back to that story, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been, like, having really good but intense therapy that has, like, kind of taken me out for half the week at a time but yes. when i'm not dealing with my own personal traumas i've been organizing mutual aid on my block yeah we started like a block wide mutual aid facebook group and then we very quickly splintered off into slack and now we have like a neighborhood wide survey that's happening so people can be like i need help paying rent or oh, i want nice. to better understand like all of the new tenant protections that have been enacted recently and that's amazing um, someone else in my building who is not me is organizing our building around mutual aid and like whether or not we're going to join with a bunch of other tenants in east bay organizations and doing a rent strike mm -hmm. on may 1st um and i've just like played support for that which has been amazing and lovely i love it when you don't have to organize everything it's so nice it's so nice <laughs> i have what i have learned over the last like month is that my block is full of queer and trans organizers Duh. and like it's not like it's not surprising because i live in downtown oakland but it's like my building and another building near me are like just full of people who do <laughs> organizing and i'm like this seems like this block is just like the critical mass of where the organizers live apparently That's amazing <laughs> it's great so, so we're good. very efficient and like it's it's wonderful oh man that's incredible yeah oh, i'm so happy for you so before we get into what we're going to get into we need to know about the flaming washing machine <laughs> oh my god you guys okay so like please how much context can i give for like how dramatic this is as much as you want. Okay, I'm going to give you a very dramatic retelling. All right. So please understand that I have never owned appliances in my life. The, like, the closest I got is, like, I had a sewing machine once upon a time. And I also got given a microwave in college. And then I gave it away to someone else after college. So, like, I never bought an appliance. This house does not come with washer and dryers. And there's a great spot for it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to find some on Craigslist. This is going to be fine. The, there was a laundromat down the road. And I was like, that's a backup. And I found mm -hmm. a good deal on Craigslist. And I paid $250, no, $225 for the set for a dryer and a washer. And the guy was like, the washer has one thing wrong with it. Like the belt's about to go or just went. I don't know. You should fix it. It's going to be fine otherwise. So then... <laughs> it was not fine. The dryer's great. The dryer's fine. The washing machine, 
Like, I... Ooh, we got sirens. Um, the washing machine had a blocked pump filter, so I cleaned that out because I was like, why is it not draining? Why is yeah. it, like, stopping? I was like, oh, this is fi- easy to fix, so I did that. Pulled out, like, a pair of underwear, a ballpoint pen, like, 45 pennies, screws, <laughs> mountains of lint, <laughs> random other debris. It was gross. I wow. Wow. I was covered in what felt like shit water. It was disgusting. My siblings were mortified. They were so (laughs) upset. And then I like got it all back together and I was like, this is going to be fine. This is perfect. This is all that was wrong with it. So then I plug it back in and like try to run another load. And it's like draining fine and it's spinning fine. I'm like, yeah, we got this. And then it gets really loud and I'm like, ooh, maybe not. And, uh. It started smoking out the door, out the little tray where you put the wash, no. the soap, like out the back, like just like everywhere. And I was like, oh shit. Um, and like, I know what I wash things by hand. Like right. I did Peace Corps. I have like literally boiled a cauldron of water to wash my clothes in the middle of winter. Like I have done that. Yeah. I can do that again. That's fine. But, like, I have two teenagers living with me. Yeah. yeah. One is a 17-year-old no. boy who, like, showers twice a day. So, like, Like, no. good for hygiene. But, <laughs> but, but like, no. <laughs> like, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to, like, he hasn't no. washed his clothes since he got here. Because oh we've God. just been, like, trying to wait until, until we got this figured out. And right. so now I'm, like, going around looking for a new washing machine. And I'm like, I have $200 to do this. do 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 it's not gonna happen oh my god they're gonna go back before i even have one Mm. and the laundromat is closed because of covid and i'm like aren't you an essential business what the fuck yeah no that is like the laundromats have been closed here too which is weird because you would think that of the businesses that are essential the washing of the clothes they don't get the water hot enough to sterilize shit i guess Maybe. I don't know. I am fatigued. I spent a lot of today wandering around looking for, like, sales on washing machines and, like, you know, all the returns sections in the hardware stores and stuff. And it was just mm-hmm. depressing. It was just depressing. They yeah. all look They all look scary. They all look like R2-D2, but more fancy. <laughs> and they probably all sing. And... I'm like, well, maybe I could just get a cauldron again. Yeah. So, anyway, this has been my flaming washing machine. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> I you threw survived. it away. I put it in the recycling, and I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> At least you can dry clothes. So. Oh yeah, and I have you know. lines outside, so I've got like multiple methods of drying clothes. Yeah, it's just washing is the yeah that's the problem here. Yeah, so that's my that's my story. Yeah. Stay tuned, guys. We're about to, like, get way deep into, like, Eve on the homestead nonsense. Uh, I really wanted to, like, ask my neighbors about collectively getting chickens so we could have eggs because finding eggs is really hit or miss right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found out that you can't have chickens for eggs in an apartment building in Oakland. Well, yeah. Kieran, have you ever raised chickens? 
Yes, which is why it yeah. came to mind. And I hated every second of it. They are but... so messy. They stink <laughs> to high yeah. heaven. Yeah. No, I, I hated every second of it, which is why it was surprising to me that I came up with the, like, maybe we should have chickens. I was just <laughs> that desperate uh, for eggs. You know, my friend my friend who I was hanging out with um, up the hill while when I was visiting you, she's, yeah. get, she's getting a new batch of chickens. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And she's probably going to need someone to share them with her. I will definitely share eggs. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh, podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, I'm, like, shocked that we actually were able to, like, sit down and, like, do this at the same time. Dude, my brain has not been working. <laughs> yeah. No. My brain has been fog for weeks like today today i woke up and today like the first thing i did this morning was text you and it was like i have a brain i know i saw so i was like oh here we go <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is it this is real yeah we can do the thing again <laughs> so we've been we've been working on this episode on the salvation army when we were formerly people who had brains right in the before times <laughs> in the before times and um and like there's a lot there's a lot that goes into this but one of the things that's been coming up this last week or so has been um, Samaritan's Purse mm-hmm. has been setting up a field hospital in Central Park. And if you know anything about Samaritan's Purse, you understand why any former Christian or like former evangelical is like totally freaked out at that idea. So maybe we'll just talk about that today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Because, much more interesting and they're well, also bad for the same reasons yeah yeah, yeah. All, all these charities <laughs> are really sketchy in all of these different ways samaritan's purse yeah. is just like the new cute sexy latest version right exactly so you probably know of them through operation christmas child right um i guess that's probably their most like popularly known thing yeah, if you like grew up going to church, then any time around Christmas time that the church was doing like shoeboxes where a family would be like, Yeah, I'll like fill a shoebox with toys for some kids. That's Samaritan's Purse. That's the that's the Operation Christmas Child. They used to call it Operation Shoebox when I was a kid, so that always confuses me. Yeah, yeah. Operation Christmas Child, I guess, is like the, the official iteration. name yeah, yeah something like that yeah it's been around for what feels like forever and yeah and like it's run currently by franklin graham who's the son of billy graham and who like was leading a revival series around the country much like the billy graham revivals um when i was a kid and so like he came to my town and like I did a, like, recommit your life to the Lord thing, even though I was, like, 10. My right. brother was like, what do you have to repent for? And I was like, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm a sinner. <laughs> I feel bad. I have to go down. Um, But, yeah, so, <laughs> who was Franklin Graham? <laughs> I mean, like, the grandson of of billy graham isn't enough to like like he basically followed billy no he's a son he's a son right the son yeah 
son, grandson, relative, basically followed in, in Billy Graham's footsteps and just like when Billy Graham stopped being the evangelist because he stopped existing, uh, Franklin just sort of took over. Well, also like there's a certain point where his health wasn't great and he couldn't travel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Franklin kind of took over. I, the way I've always understood it, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that Mm -hmm. Billy was fairly, like, mainstream evangelical. Yeah. And that Franklin was fundamentalist evangelical. Yeah, that was, that's, was my experience and understanding of them as well. Billy Graham was much more of, like, more like mainstream and more palatable and less radical than also a whole lot less judgy yes yeah like he wasn't so much about like the dogma of it all he was just about like we're gonna just like get you saved and give you good advice and yeah and franklin is like okay well (laughs) where to start i'm like my brain's going like 10 different directions where should we start with that? With, like, how bad he is? I mean... It's so it's so hard to... Hard to choose, really. <laughs> like... The... So the first, um... We'll, we'll use Wikipedia. The first thing that comes up on his Wikipedia page for political activism and controversies is the end time speculation in 2011. Oh my apparently God. He said that the earthquake and tsunami in Japan may be the second coming and Armageddon. Well, yeah, but like everybody said that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. not not to downplay like how shitty that is to say, but like right. every preacher you know. and their mother said it. Yeah. No, like the thing that I know like first and foremost is like they are like white savior savior colonialist in all of their projects Mm -hmm. and we can get more into that but then also they have like real strict requirements for their volunteers which is part of why in my mind they're linked to the salvation army because similar kind of yep structured rules um where you have to sign a statement of faith that is like extremely like heterosexual cisgender centered yeah Um. yeah oh he also he also um apparently spoke against a bill that would have banned conversion therapy which is not shocking at all considering like that there is actually in the samaritan's purse statement of faith they're like uh it's it's both homophobic and transphobic because they're like marriage is between one genetic male and one genetic female. It's literally. <laughs> what does that even mean? Though? I don't know. Like how? Like apparently you just need to like do a chromosome test, and the mo- moment they find out that there is like multiple ways of chromosomes, I think they like <laughs> explode. They clearly haven't done the research. Yeah. Yeah. Um I feel like mostly starting with Samaritan's purse and and explaining what they are and then we can like go back into Franklin. Okay. 
Well, okay. <sighs> I need a minute to regroup here. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. Okay, so... Samaritan's Purse... I, I want to, like, look up something. Hang on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm remembering this... Um, okay, this is what I was thinking of. So there's this thing that you can do through Samaritan's Purse where they have, like, a a Christmas catalog where you can buy livestock that they oh, supposedly sent. Oh, I forgot send. they did that. Right. So this I is, forgot this that is was like, them. This is my biggest association with them is my parents would get that and they would, like... <laughs> I feel like like the years when they really weren't getting along with like their parents, and were, mm-hmm. like, they would like be like, "Yeah, for your Christmas present, we got a goat for this family in Somalia or whatever it was." Yeah. Um, and you like send them the like flyer from kitchen table. Uh, sorry, wow, I'm so tired. Send them the flyer from Samaritan's Purse. Right. And. Yeah. And be like, this is what we set, you know, spent money on, and that's your Christmas present. Yeah. And yeah. The thing about that kind of project is, like, that's not sustainable development. No. Like, it's it's based off of the idea of, like, I mean, the whole, you give a man a fish, you can eat for a day, you, give, you teach a man to fish, whatever. Mm-hmm. But... Like, real development is, like, a lot more complicated. You can give a family a cow. Right. But that's going to disrupt their current economic, like, network. Right. But they don't care about that. And they don't care about that. And that's going to mean that they're going to have to be responsible for, like, vet bills or medicine or these things that they probably didn't have the money for. And, like, a calf is, like, some cows won't, like, produce milk until, like you know, a couple years in, like, there's, like, what do you do with this thing that you've been given, and, like, what if you don't know how to take care of it, or, like, what to do with it? Like, where are you going to get another one if it dies? And, like, you've right. created this business that's based off of this, and you don't have the savings. Like, it's just not sustainable development. Yeah. And, and so, a lot of their projects, like, are in, along those lines, where it's, like, we're going to just go dump money and mm-hmm. resources somewhere, and, like, that's helping. Right. Yeah, well, and that's not the only thing they do either, because no. on top of that, they are, first and foremost, an evangelical organization. So mm-hmm. every single bit of their ministry work that they do where mm-hmm. they're giving people shoeboxes of Christmas toys or they're giving people a cow or whatever it is that they do. Mm-hmm. We'll, I, like, have their thing up, so we'll, like, go through all of the shit that they do in a minute. But yeah, whatever it is that they're offering, and this is why people have a problem with them being in New York, comes with evangelical, like, Christian tracks and follow-up programs. Like, if you go, if you get, if you receive a shoebox, then you are also getting like 12 weeks of christian indoctrination in order to get that shoebox right it comes with these like educational strings attached usually and and like they'll do follow-ups with you and it's just like because you accepted this thing now we're gonna harass you 
until, until you become a Christian. Until you're indoctrinated or, like, tell us to fuck off. And, yeah. and of course, them setting up in New York City, like, it's complicated. Like, the situation is such that, like, the federal government is, like, withholding resources because Trump's being petty. Yep. And so they have to accept help that is offered to them because they don't have better options. And so when Franklin Graham wants to swoop in with Samaritan's Purse and set up this hospital, like, they're in a hard place to say no because it will save lives. Yeah. And, like, they're, they're like, well, we're concerned about this element. And, like, you know, Samaritan's Purse is like, oh, we're not going to do that with this one. But, like, since when have they ever done that? And also, like, you're in New York and you're transphobic and you're homophobic in – Right. And everyone who works for you has to sign that document. So they're going to be providing care for people and having to make decisions about who gets ventilators and not. And, like, making, you know, picking who gets prioritized. Like, that's a real sweet opportunity for some, like, bigoted eugenics. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's deeply upsetting. It It really is. So I'm going to list off everything that is under their What We Do Ministry Projects drop down on their website. Okay. So there's a lot of them. Um, International Crisis Response, Operation Christmas Child, The Greatest Journey. I don't know what that is. I'm opening it in a tab. I feel like that's like... (laughs) Ah, I want to say that's, like, some sort of, like, youth trek thing. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't Um, know. I have to check. U.S. Disaster Relief, which is what they're doing right now. Uh, It was a discipleship program. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah. World Medical Mission. Greta Home and Academy. Children's Heart Project. Operation Heal Our Patriots. Animals, Agriculture, and Livelihood, Children's Ministries, Construction Projects, Crisis and Disaster Response that is somehow separate from International Crisis and U.S. Disaster Relief, (laughs) Um, Discipleship Education and Training, Feeding and Nutrition Programs, Health and Medical Ministries, Water Sanitation and Hygiene, and Women's Programs, which is disconcerting to me. Oh, it's going to be like probably health and nutrition, like maternal and postnatal care stuff. Yeah. Um, which, like, all of these things are needed. But all of these things are needed because the governments in these places are failing to provide them and, provi- like, failing to take over, take care of their citizens. And, like, yeah. if you've ever heard the, like, re- I know you have. We've talked about this a million times. <laughs> like, the Republican argument about, like, well, you know, we should have a smaller government because the church should be stepping up and filling these roles. This is yeah. exactly the kind of thing that they have in mind. Yep. But, like, oh, does this actually do any good? Does this actually help? Does this actually provide a safety net? Is This is just crisis response. This is one-time, one-off interventions. This is not solving any systemic issues. Like, the systemic right. issue in New York is that the health system in the United States is fucked and Trump is withholding resources. Yeah. The hospitals are overflowing and they don't know what to do. Like, yeah. that's that's a problem that is, like, is something that the government 
created and should fix and the people should be holding them accountable, we shouldn't be throwing in a Band-Aid, a homophobic Band-Aid like the Samaritan's Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's not even, like, I mean, their whole organization exists to find moments like this and insert themselves and turn them into huge evangelical opportunities to, like, they, convert people. Yeah, they they want to be irreplaceable. They want to be yeah. necessary and needed. Uh, Which is why they remind me of the Salvation Army, because the Salvation Army does basically the same exact thing, same exact principles, but, like, is a different organization. Yeah. Okay, well, like, let's talk about the money. Yeah. So, most of these organizations, like, they get rated on how they use their funds by watchdog groups. And mm-hmm. if you've, like, heard, like, the problems with, like, the Red Cross misusing funds and, like, the funds for, like, various disasters not going to where they're supposed to, from what I understand, Samaritan's Purse is a little bit better on those things because they're, they're, their deliverables are a lot more, like, physical. Right. But the the problem with, like, these organizations is that the, the top, like, earners are the CEO or the president or whoever is, like, heading it up. And, like, and these administrative people who are representing various departments and running things, the managerial positions, and they're earning so much more than their average employee is they're relying on volunteer labor to cut yep. costs and most of these people are, are involved in other organizations like if people had a problem with hunter biden like dipping in and taking multiple salaries they should look at what franklin graham is earning <laughs> right and like the work he's putting in for it because he's earning from multiple he's got multiple streams of income taking a full-time yep. salary yeah and it's just like doubled up yeah Yeah, but he doesn't count because uh, he's Christian. So obviously, he's doing God's work. <laughs> what is the difference, y'all? Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I I don't know what's going to happen in New York. Maybe like it's entirely possible they will do a good job and they will manage the resources allocated to them really well and they will save lives. I'm sure they will do that. I'm sure they were. There will also be really shitty situations where um, malpractice happens because of bigotry, right? And like, yes, we need interventions like this, but not like it doesn't need to be from it, a bigoted Christian organization whose main purpose is to convert you to their specific brand of religion, right? If we could like actually have like hold our leaders responsible for governmental corruption we might be able to actually like get somewhere right um it's yeah it's just oof but even the government is scary and bad and we shouldn't let them do the thing that they were created to do yeah but paul says in romans we still have to pay them taxes so we should at least hold them accountable for what they're doing with their tax money ha that is that is the that is the perfect response to that. You know, I should really have stuck to my former career as a, like, <laughs> a liberal theologian. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's funny watching everybody suddenly becoming aware of this and Mm -hmm. like being like, wait, who's doing what in New York City? Like, and we're like, oh yeah, those guys. And they're like, wait, they are what? They require what? Like, it's funny watching this stuff that's old news to us that we have been enraged about for a long time. Um, suddenly like becoming something that people in mainstream media are mad about. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm glad people are getting there. Speaking of, we could probably, like, totally seg into, like, the Phyllis Schlafly TV show and homeschooling here for a second if you want it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Go for it. Well, just, like, watching people become aware of things that we've been mad about. Oh, yeah. Like, all of these, (laughs) all these think pieces going around about, like, whoa, child abuse is going to skyrocket now that all these yeah. kids are at home. We're, and, like, we don't have adequate protections to, like, check up on them. We're like, over here, we've been telling you. We've been yelling about this for years. For a decade. So long we have been talking about this. And, like, that was, like, the, honestly, when when uh, California went into shelter in place, I was like, all right. I get it, but every kid who has an abusive parent is fucked right now mm-hmm. because they have, like, all of their support systems just vanished. And I'm glad what? that people are finally, like, talking about it, but we don't have a solution for it, which sucks. Right. And, like, domestic violence, like, is awful. It hits many people, and and it's really hard to extricate yourself from but at least we have women's shelters for adults who are trying to leave these situations. Right. Yeah. You know, we can, there are like established resources. We don't have that for kids. No. There's nowhere a kid can go to. Like, they'll get caught and brought back home for running away. Like, there's yep. nothing. Yep. And, and they can't even, like, going to a shelter isn't even really a safe thing to do if they could right now yeah so these these things that would like in the like furthest stretch of the imagination possibly maybe be available are just like not safe which is very like one of the things that has kept coming up for me because i'm like this is it mirrors my childhood very exactly and when i think about kids in this situation i'm like i remember being there and having no recourse because like i mean for me it was because i didn't know it existed but Mm -hmm. for kids now it's just you can't access it and it sucks and it's hard right and you know some of these kids are lucky their teachers are like checking in on them on video chat or zoom or whatever but like not a lot of them are my siblings aren't I mean, (laughs) like, one of them was like, yeah, we were supposed to have this class, and, like, the professor, the professor, the teacher sent out the link on a different platform, and they didn't see it until it was too late, and, like, only two people showed up. You know, it's that, I don't think that that's uncommon. No, there's a lot of that happening. And so, these mandatory reporters are not going to be able to get eyes on these kids. Yep. And even if you could, like, see bruises on somebody's face through a screen, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, I it's something that's just sitting in the back of my mind, making me twitchy, and, yeah. watch, you know, watching people get upset about is, like, 
making me very, you know, aware of how prescient a lot of the work we've done has been. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I did last week or the week before last week was like create a resource page for kids who are stuck at home because I was just like, I need to do something. And I feel like all of the work that we've been doing with CRHE, I mean, I've always felt like it's really important, but I feel like right now it's, it's even more important because so many people are suddenly in this position where yeah. they're like, oh, fuck, I now have to homeschool or, oh, fuck, I'm like stuck in this really bad situation and how do I cope with it? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, that is so many parents are just thing. not qualified and like yeah. not even if they even if they were qualified they're working full time they're exhausted right. like this should be something yeah. that is commu- shared communally yeah exactly that has been like the one thing that is kind of cathartic is watching a lot of parents who never wanted to homeschool and that was never on their radar and their plan suddenly into it and realizing I am not qualified for this. I don't know what I'm doing and and appreciating the work that their teachers do more. But it's also really mm-hmm. validating to me to be like, ah, ha, you found a limit and you're realizing this isn't your thing. And it's impressive to me that that happens. Well, and it, me it, it means that there are going to be a lot more like parents who are sympathetic to listening to us yeah i think later i think it'll be really good okay so then this other thing this phil schlafly tv show i'm not just it might be dropping tonight like i don't know i need to look it's coming out real soon they've been doing a lot of press for it um she's like my main bitch to hate i'm really excited about it probably like gonna be really mad but, like, I'm obsessed with her her and her story, and I can't wait to talk about it. And so, if you guys are watching it, please talk to me about it. Would love to hear your thoughts. Um, I wrote a big paper on her, like, last year of grad school. Um, she is someone who I'm, like, uh... She set off so much. She destroyed so much ground that had been covered to protect women to protect kids and and we're dealing with a lot of like the consequences of her work today do you want to elaborate um well i mean if you've seen the whole era shit like it's like for one um but she just like the way she framed the conversation just like allowed the moral majority to like run with a lot of the stuff that she set up and like the network that she set up like really allowed the conservative christians to realize that like moral outrage was a rallying point for conservative Mm -hmm. voters and allowed them to like move forward with the the pro-life like lightning rod yep so i i love kate blanchett i'm a little worried that they're gonna make the character too sympathetic mm. um because she is like uh she's a tough broad like she is ballsy and she's unapologetic and she's very like confident and knows what her mind and like those are things that we want to see in a heroine today right some and of course Kate Blanchett is mommy so 
<laughs> right. little worried. little worried how it's going to go over. I hope that she doesn't gain too many fans. Not Kate, but Phyllis. Yeah. Because yeah. of this. But um, we'll be really interested to see how that how that pans out. Yeah, I'm... What's the name of it? Do you know? M- Mrs. A- Mrs. America? Mrs. America. No. Yeah. I think so? Maybe. Okay. But we should, we should it, watch it. it. Maybe we'll do like a live... Am, was I right? It. Was I right on the title? I'm looking it up now. Sorry. My laptop is indisposed. It is under a microphone. Because <laughs> I'm recording in a closet. Yes, it is Mrs. America. Okay, good. Yeah. Thanks. Dang. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm really. Oh, it does come out today, April fifteenth. Does the whole series drop or just the first episode? First episode. Uh, okay. I'm gonna I watch think. it probably tomorrow. Yeah. Oof. Nervous. Excited. Yeah. Oh, I have been watching. What is it called now? It's that show that you recommended that's about the Hasidic Jewish woman Unorthodox? who escaped. Thank you. I knew there was a word with an un in front of it. <laughs> but yeah, I, it was really funny because my therapist asked me about it after I like had watched it the day mm-hmm. before you told me about it. Right. Or after you told me about it. And so my therapist is like, have you seen that? And I was like, yes. And it is so relatable. Let me tell you all of the ways it is so relatable. And she was like, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is a lot. I I understand that the book is fairly, like, tonally different. Mm-hmm. Not content-wise, but tonally. Yeah. Um, I haven't read the book. I get the impression that the narrator is kind of self-aggrandizing and uh, not kind to others. Mm. and um but that's just from like clips i've seen of somebody i have a friend who's reading it and she keeps sending me photos of pages <laughs> and yeah some of the asides are like real mean zingers mm. but um yeah i haven't read it and i i don't know that i plan to i'm my my two read pile is pretty big right now <laughs> But yeah. I I will be interested to see what other people think of the show. We didn't talk about it on here, did we? We didn't because okay. it happened three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Oh my god! Time. Sorry, I don't y'all. even know what time is anymore. What is day? Is we? I have been telling people it's been really funny because like chronically I can't plan more than three weeks ahead because trauma brain. Right now the entire like swath of western society is on my schedule yeah (laughs) it's great but also deeply confusing because i i just like let things drop and forget them which is like something i'm prone to already and it's just getting worse yeah i feel that i don't know it's a weird it's a weird time right now like honestly oh Hmm. this is becoming more of a tangential episode than i intended but sorry it's i feel like it's good because i it's been so long since we've done this Mm -hmm. um but so uh california oregon and washington are like 
the western states packed or whatever now and governor newsom called california a nation state and like i just keep coming back to this thought that i on my like what dissolves the united states as we know it bingo card global (laughs) pandemic was not on my card and i'm upset about it isn't it nice to not know everything in advance it really like honestly it is refreshing like it's like i didn't see this coming and i'm i'm glad you know robert's you know it could happen here podcast though is like checking off everything on his bingo card. oh yeah yeah for sure uh including this like alliance of the western states is one of them yeah yeah well that that's been sort of like an ongoing joke that i've kind of even been making since like 2017 where i've noticed that california has spent an awful lot of time and money shoring up like our social safety nets well like, yeah because this for is the last several years biggest economy in america yeah, and, like, have to. doing, like, if I were going to prepare to, like, need to distance myself from, like, the U.S. as a state, we've been doing everything mm-hmm. to put that in place. Mm-hmm. And so has the other uh, Western states, it seems like. I don't know as much about Oregon, but Washington has kind of been moving that direction. Yeah, well, I mean, when this gets into, like, Jeffersonia territory, which is the right, other yeah. thing. That's the whole, that's the wrong California the wrong secession. Side of that. <laughs> the, the true California secession is the Caligora Washington, or whatever it is. Arcadia. Caligorshington. Arcadia, yeah. it's the biozone, the bioregion. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's the it's exciting times, guys. We are literally living through a massive, massive generational trauma. Yep. Um, like I was taking pictures, like distance, far distance, of a, a local family's kids mm-hmm. for Easter, and um, and they were singing "Ring Around the Rosie." Whoa! You know, you know that's a Blake yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly, like, there were all these other, like, childhood games that were coming to mind where it's like, these are all Black Plague related. This is still part of our popular, like, our human English culture, every kid learns this kind of stuff. We're going to have that kind of effect. Like, this is going to have that kind of effect going forward. I guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see what that winds up looking like yeah (sighs) can i go to bed now yes okay we'll do an episode on the salvation army soon i'm from as i keep saying this (laughs) yeah we'll get there when it's time for us to get there it just clearly hasn't been time but if you feel like samaritan's purse is bad which you should you can easily translate the reasons over to the Salvation Army, and you'll be pretty much on the right track. Also, Goodwill, bless yeah. like oh, diff- also similarly, similarly God. but different. But yeah, Goodwill, Salvo, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just all of the like big Christian relief organizations. They're all bad for basically the same reasons. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. We did your homework for you. <laughs> Um, actually, though, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, you can find us on Patreon and support us. I know everybody is 
broke right now <laughs> and we love our patrons and we are also broke and we know that if you have to leave that's fine and like as we said massive societal upheaval it's we get it but yep. please let us know if it's if this is a temporary thing and you think you want to come back because i think we could probably set something up where we can give you access um mm-hmm. to the archive behind the scenes um we can work with you with what you need and what you're able to do right now um but if you are able to keep giving and if you want to like cover someone else's you know access to episodes for a little bit and because you're able to that would be great um i mean i still need to find a new washing machine (laughs) yeah yeah i can't i can use my cauldron but i would like to have a washing machine yeah um yeah we're all hanging in there together this is a mutual aid thing at this point so do what you need talk to us yeah we love you Wash your we hands. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Wash your hands. Wear your masks. Stay six feet away from people. Take care of yourselves. Um, our Patreon is patreon.com slash kitchen table cult pod. We're on Twitter at kitchen cult pod. And as always, Dave is our lovely editor. The music <laughs> is from the band The Heavens and their albums to awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you. Bye. Talk soon. Bye.